This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. All right. How's everyone doing? We are continuing our series on Galut Yishmael, the uh, bitter, bitter exile that we are in of Yishmael. And what can we do to understand this Galut more? And, 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 what is the root of the issue and how we could overcome this issue. So the first thing I want to tell you is that in this week's parasha it says, Ve'ele toldot Yitzchak ben Avraham, Avraham molidet Yitzchak. And there's a famous Balaturim that connects last week's parasha to this week's parasha. There's a great holy tzaddik uh, from Morocco. His name is Rav David Abu Amen. He was the oldest brother of Baba Sali. And he died in a hor- horrible death in 1917. But he wrote a whole sefer called Resha Vesefer. We have it right in the back. Which connects the end of every parsha to the beginning of every parsha. It's always a connection. And over here the connection, the Balaturim says, is that when Yishmael died... It says, "Vayishkenu mechavila atshura shel penim v'tzarim boacha atshura al penekol echav nafal." He fell. There was a nafila. Why does it say he fell? So the Balaturim says because at the end of times when Yishmael is going to fall, that's when Yitzchak is going to get up, which is Ben David is going to come up and emerge. The Balaturim says, "Lomar keshi Yishmael beacharita ayamin." He quotes the, the famous Yalkut Shimoni, Ramaz talks about this. Who is the offspring of Yitzchak, David is going to emerge. The truth is, and what we mentioned last time, is that there was this ongoing debate whether Yishmael really deserved to be a son of Avram. And there's a pasuk in Chayesara that says that when Avram Avinu had... Um, more children with Keturah, who was Hagar, but changed her name, right? Vayiten Avraham et kol asherlo liyitzchak. He gave all that he had to Yitzchak. Ulebene pilakshim, and to the children of the pilakshim, of the concubines, asherla Avraham. So who's the pilagish, which is, which is uh, Keturah, which is, uh, he took, he took Hagar as a concubine. Natan Avraham Matanot. Avraham gave them Matanot. He gave them presents. Vayishalechem al Yitzchak beno beodenu chay kedma el eretz kedem. He sent them to the to the to to the to the to the different direction. Um, I think kedma over here means the kedma over here means to a place that is far out. And they say there's a mesorah that this could be the Orient. Where, where, uh, where there's all types of, uh, all types of black magic going on in Bnei Apilakshim. By certain, uh, by certain Sephardic, um, Sephardic funerals, you'll notice, I don't know if you'll ever notice this, if you see any Sephardic funeral, at the funeral they make, uh, they make hakafot. They go around the kever, and the, and, and the, and, and some people will take out gold dust, Coins, gold dust, and throw them, throw them around. And they say this pasuk, because the evil spirits, 
could come come also to haunt a person at his caver. All types of all types of demons that were born to him through um, through wasted seed and other other of this uh, stuff that could go on. Shouldn't uh, focus too much on this stuff, but but what happens then? So we we chase them away by giving them matanot like Avram Avinu natanay matanot, and and the Orachayim Hakadosh says over here that to Yishmael he didn't give matanot. Why did he only give to Bnei like Shim? Says the Orachayim because according to what I said in the previous parashiot that Yishmael mishpat knia yesh bo leYitzchak. Meshulach ve'omedu. He's really owned by Yitzchak because he's a property of Hagar, who is a property of Sarah. So he really belongs to Sarah, and that's why we said Avram didn't even consider him a son. And here the Orachaim, he prophesizes and he says, "There's going to be a day eventually that we're going to." Make sure that that he's going to be. We're going to recognize who was the one who acquired Yishmael, and that should happen very quickly. Which means that he's he should be subservient to to, to Am Yisrael, which was because he is their he is their their servant. Well, afterwards we're going to discuss that. So so here we have the 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 topic of Bnei Lakshim. We have the topic of, uh, of, of, of Yishmael rearing his head again. And we're in very trying times. What, what, how do we, how do we, uh, um, how do we fight against the Yitzhahara? How do we fight against the Yitzhahara during these times? So I want to tell you two things. Number one is that we have the Yitzhahara to be subservient to us. We have to have the Yitzhahara answer Amen to us. How do we do that? So, there's one time, there's, uh, there's one time a week where we have the Satan who has no control over us. You know when that is? Friday night. We come home. On Friday night we come home. We see that the lights are, uh, are, 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 are on. The table is set. There's shalom between husband and wife. So there's two malachim that escort a person. And the malach ra, the bad malach, the malach that could always prosecute, has to say amen. He has to say, uh, uh, has to amen to the good malach that everything is okay. And then he has no power to prosecute against us. So I saw the Sefer Shvile Pincha says, this is what happened when Lavan had to give Rivka to, to, uh, to, to Eliezer, so he gave her a bracha. He says, Achotenu, Achotenu, our sister, you should be for thousands and for ten thousands. And one of the purposes of saying this, uh, uh, of, the, of this, uh, this pasuk, let's just see it inside. That when it was time for 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 Lavan to give uh, uh, to give Rivka away, and he knew that he had no choice. At the beginning, he tried to say, "Wait for us a little bit of time," but eventually, when he when he had no choice, they said. 
they said, uh, they said, Me'adunai yatsa davar from Hashem yatsa davar Yud ke vav ke Me'ashem yatsa davar. Why? Because they tried to delay it because they knew it was the Yud ke vav ke, which is the midat harachamim, which controls everything. When they saw that yeah, they were hoping wait a little bit longer and maybe we could get the midah of Elohim, when they saw that they didn't have a choice and that and that and that it was it was Yud Kevavke, they knew that Rivka was going to be successful. And at that point, Lavan says, Rivka." They bless Rivka. This pasuk, the minag by Ashkenazim is to say this by the Badakin giving a bracha to the kala, we give the bracha of lavan. Now, I would think, if you give a bracha, you give a bracha that Moshe Rabbeinu wrote, Yaakov Avinu, by Amalach Goel, something. But you go pick a bracha that lavan, he wasn't the most scrupulous person, why should you go with his bracha? So the Khatam Sofer says something unbelievable. He says, you know what that bracha is about? What is the halacha when somebody marries a lady? How does he know how the children are going to come out? He looks at the brothers of the mother. Achot em. You look at the brother of the mother. So Lavan had intention when he made a bracha of at achotenu vava that you're going to that the children are going to be like me. Was he right? Yes. One of the children was Esav. That was like Lavan. Yaakov was more like Yitzchak, but Lavan. And Esav were very similar. The bracha happened. But when we say the bracha under the chuppah, so we're saying it with two kosher people that have wonderful brothers. So we, so we say that bracha. That's what the Chatam Sofer says. But the Sefer Shvila Pinchas is unbelievable. That the reason why we say this bracha is because we want the Satan to be able to answer Amen. Because once he answers Amen, he has no power. He has no power anymore because the satan can't do anything because he himself agreed to it. So that's how we have under the chuppah of the satan to answer. So let's start off. We are talking about Galut Yishmael. We have to have Yishmael agree to us and say, we are the chosen people. The only way we're going to have Yishmael agree to us and admit that we are the chosen people is if we act like the chosen people. Shmirat Shabbat we spoke about. Kedusha. I saw an unbelievable story. There was an Avreich in Beitar. His name is Rabbi Eli Shoshan. He has a child, Yair, that unfortunately is not religious. Maybe now he is. But October 7th, he wasn't religious. There's pressure against father. He says, listen, but they always had a good relationship. The father, even though he was an Avreich, he always had a good relationship with his son. He told the son, listen, my son, I want you to be with the Simcha Torah. Yair said, Dad, I would love to be with you, but there's this unbelievable concert happening down south. And there's so much partying going on. How can I miss it? So the father said, you know what? There's a Chabad down the street over here in Beitar where they also, they really party hard all night. You'll have the same type of partying, just, uh, you know, it'll make us very happy if you hear Simcha Torah. Son thought about it. He really loves his father, even though he's on a total different path. He says, as long as I have my friend Adam with me, you can have Adam with you. So Adam and Yair came. And as a matter of fact, that Hoshana Rabbah, which the day before they already came to the house, and the father said, I'm missing 
amens for my 90 amens that I have to have during the day to answer amen? Would you mind making a bracha on the lulav and the truck so I can answer amen? So Adam made a bracha and Yair made a bracha. And they went on the night of Sibcha Torah and they danced their heart out. And in the morning they heard what happened. And Adam goes and he hugs Yair. And he says, because of your kibudava aim, we are alive today. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So when, when we do the will of Hashem, when we act like Yitzchak, Hashem brings us Yeshuot. But many people, they want to know, how do I act during this time of war? How can I be a soldier? We know personally people that are on the front lines. There's people sitting in the Beit Midrash that they're siblings, their brother-in-laws, their uncles, their, 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 their family members are mamash fighting the war. And like we feel guilty. We're over here. What are we supposed to do? So we take upon ourselves to do this or that. What's, what's our direction? So one of the great Gedole Ador, Rashi Shivat of the generation, unfortunately, our Gedolim are, are, um, are, are moving on to the next world as they get older. But Hashem always leaves Tzadikim in this door to, to, to guide us. So one of those great Tzadikim, his name is Rav Dov Landau. He's the Rosh Yeshiva of Slabodke Yeshiva. He was around in the 1948 war. He was, he was, he was, he knew the Chazonish. He was a holy Jew and he lives in Slabodka. So he lives in, in Benebrak. He's the Rosh Yeshiva of Slabodka. So they asked him, what should we be doing? So this is what he answers. You know what you should be doing? Continue doing what you're doing, but do it properly. You pray three times a day, focus on your tefillah more. And I heard a mushal to, uh, to this, that when you have in war generals and soldiers, the generals are thinking of the strategies, how to fight the war. What do the soldiers do? If they start thinking of the strategies, oy vavoy, what's going to happen to the war? Every soldier is going to go on his own. No, soldier has to follow direction. We're soldiers. We have to follow what we've been doing till now. Not starting all types of crazy things. I'm going to start fasting for three days. And you know, Hashem wants you to do your avoda and properly. Eat well, sleep well, learn well, pray well. Do what you're doing properly. It's always cool to do new things. It's always in, it's hip, yeah, exciting. And it doesn't last long. Do what you're doing properly. So Rav Dov said, the Kabbalot that we have to do, I have to, before a person takes on all kinds of new Kabbalot, a person should make a cheshbon and think, am I doing the things I already do properly? There's the tendency for people to want to add so many more tefillot and large part of Tehillim. That's wonderful. However, before doing that, it's appropriate to try to make sure that whatever you are, you are ready, Davin, you should do it properly. Think. Do I concentrate on the words of tefillah? Do I pray with seriousness? Think what you're saying. Sometimes because of the confusion of war and feeling that I must do something, we overlook the basics in favor of the large and often unsustainable Kabbalot. Similarly, with regard to Torah, a person first try to make sure that the time he already has set aside, this Dharam and Yeshiva and daily learning, Shion Valabadim, should be utilized properly. Same regarding mitzvot and Averot. Before taking on more mitzvot, make sure what you are doing is done properly. Make sure you're still steeped in, re- in, in, in reprehensible conduct. Very wise. And then he's asked, About all of the end of times that we're speaking about, Yemot Mashiach. Maybe we should be doing something that it's the end of times, Yemot Mashiach. This is what he answers. 
The Rosh Hashiva cautioned, however, that recent prevalent statements, such as these latest terrible sarot, the cholesterol suffering or chevle Mashiach, should not be made. We do not know what or when exactly the chevle Mashiach will happen or happen. Look throughout our history. Are any shortage of great sarot and colossal tragedies cholesterol have suffered? For reasons that only Hashem knows Mashiach has not yet come. Thus, it's not appropriate to make such predictions. Our task is to serve Hashem to the best of our ability, and Hashem will certainly send Mashiach when the time comes. We don't know when that time exactly is. But why should that make a difference to our avoda when Mashiach is coming? And if Mashiach is coming in a week or tomorrow, doesn't matter. we have to believe that Mashiach is coming today and act accordingly. We can't start thinking, well, now when Mashiach is coming, they're going to shape up. And if it doesn't come, then I'll be... No! Every day should be as Mashiach. Every day should be like it's your last day. It should be done to the fullest. All these things are called distractions. And therefore, if Dov Landau tells us the most important thing is not to use our, our equilibrium. He says the following. I remember in 1948, situation was much dire, more dire than it is today. People didn't want run away from Eretz Yisrael. What would they say? So people ask, should I go to Eretz Yisrael or not now? Well, if you were a businessman, you had a lucrative deal, would you go? If the answer is yes, then you should go for learning also. So that's also very important. If not, then maybe uh, learning is not so important. If you don't think it's a business, maybe you shouldn't go then. You know, it matters what your priorities are. The most important thing we mentioned is keeping balance. What you're doing, do properly. And I'll leave you off with the following, and I really want you to think about this. There are thousands upon thousands of mothers waiting by the phone for that phone call of their child who's in Gaza who doesn't have the right to touch a phone for four days. Once in four days, they're able to call home. There are wives waiting to hear from their husbands how they're doing. Every day, there's soldiers that die, and they don't know if they're getting that phone call. If we have thousands and thousands of people, of our brethren and our sisters, that are in such tremendous pain, we cannot go over here in Los Angeles and just sit on our laurels and say, you know what, I'll take it, you know, I'm not there, I'll take it easy. We have to put in our full avoda. We come on time. We focus on our tefillot. We focus on our, our, our Torah studies. We don't speak Lashon Hara. That is, that is the avoda that we have to do. Not starting the fancy bells and whistles. Think of our basics. That is going to be a zechut for us. So, so just to finish off, for Galut Yishmael is a time where we have to have Yishmael agree to us and say, you are being a proper Eved Hashem, and you have the rights of being called Ben Avram, not me. Amen. You've just experienced another Torah class, brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.